0: Hi! Hello! Liz
1: Hackett! Hello! (laughs) Can you hear us okay?
0: Yes, perfect.
1: And we can hear you loud and clear. Nice. You are in Seattle.
0: I'm in Seattle. Yes, temporarily. I'm going back in about two weeks, just helping my dad.
1: Awesome. Liz, this is Chip Chantry. Chip Chantry. Hi! Hey, Liz, how are you? Thanks so much for for doing the show.
0: Oh my gosh, thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) I have a question right away. Elizabeth, Liz, or Beth?
0: liz yeah elizabeth if i'm if i've done something horrible Mm -hmm. or i'm being arrested but Mm -hmm. Liz, liz generally
1: where where did the beths come out of like when when beths become beths i'm guessing they're really Elizabeths. but is there a moment where the
0: parent decides well i was actually almost a beth my my mother's best friend from growing up was a beth and um i'm glad that she just went with the full elizabeth so that i could kind of pick my yeah my, my uh, <laughs>
1: your, your path you in life
0: to, exactly <laughs> determine my identity but um yeah i mean there's there's a difference between elizabeth and I, I i can't quite explain it but you know it when you see it
1: now chip hides behind an alias chip is not yes. short for like chip witch or something <laughs> like that correct chip
2: yeah, I actually go by Betsy. That's my that's my name <laughs> that I use. So it's it's a little it's a little more old school. Yeah, uh, yet, it's a know yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm a Paul. I'm a Paul the third wow. and uh which sounds way fancier than it is. It is not it does, and it uh,
0: is an upscale name.
2: It does. It you know. have more respect yeah. for me now, right? You definitely <laughs> I, do. You're like, oh you whoa, went this, up about
0: 10 this, points. Yeah. This
2: gentleman, yes. Um, <laughs> but uh I my parents wanted a nickname for me right away. So why not just call me a different name, but they just decided to go with it. And I had an aunt that said I was a chip off the old block when I was a week old and I have not been able to shake it. And There's,
1: there's no it. family member who calls you Paul.
2: Absolutely not. No, wow. I've, ne- I've never been known by the, the only people are like teachers on the first day of school. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then you get so just embarrassed. I would get after like 12, I would get too embarrassed to correct them. Mm-hmm. But then I would, but then they would catch on because everybody else would call me Chip. So they're like, "Oh, obviously your name is Chip." So yeah, and it's now I'm a middle aged man with the name. Chip. <laughs> a of
0: Short for Chip mm-hmm.
2: Yes. See now I'm that about, is a classier.
1: What name. about the the gall of a person to go with Topher when they're a Christopher? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I think takes, there's only
0: takes takes one. Confidence. Topher there's, Grace. There's one. He's the only there's, one. Right. It's like the Highlander. There's, there can only be
1: one <laughs> so. he has three he's defeated three <laughs> Topher's there's like three dead Topher's in and Fairfield no, Connecticut wherever he was from
0: yeah there's one waiting in the wings to take his place like the Dread Pirate Roberts wow
1: Yes. we just, we just had to watch those movies because we're my kids are in an age now where it's awesome they're like 16 and 12 so we can watch non-kids stuff but they're still innocent enough they don't want to see you know crazy nonsense so we're like lord of the rings movies uh the the johnny depp movie you just referenced i'm blanking a uh, pirates of the caribbean right or is Princess that what you bride, no, no.
2: Princess bride. oh is that what you Roberts. said
1: yeah. Yeah. oh jesus yeah. <laughs> jeff i know come on God. jeffrey oh jeffrey I'm,
2: disapp- I'm disappointed in all of us right now i
1: just took it from like a really cool reference and just completely debased it to a pirates of the caribbean
0: Oh no 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 we just expanded the conversation to include okay. more in the pirate of
1: Yeah there you go. Um yes yeah, so like we've been watching like movies like that now and of course we saw Princess Bride very early on and they they were glued to it the whole time which is good cuz halfway through Pirates Caribbean like Una opens the phone she's like yeah a minute," <laughs> And
0: we're like no this this might get better. It, it's not but it might. <laughs> no. It just gets longer. <laughs> It certainly does. Not better.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give an official introduction. We're recording now, having fun. But for the podcast purposes, I have to introduce the guest. So we will pretend the music just played. We have awesome intro music, Liz. It's fantastic. And then we go right into... Ladies and gents, welcome to Junk Miles episode, Who Cares? No More Numbers, Nothing Matters Anymore. We are in February of the year 2021. It's snowing in Philadelphia, and we have a very special guest checking in all the way cross-country via the internet, hailing right now from the Emerald City. Screenwriter, writer, producer, all around very funny person, Liz Hackett. Liz, thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me. It's, it's wonderful to be here. And there's a dog in the background, which I'm very excited about. Oh, uh, nice. I like her Saturday style.
1: <laughs> her sister is more out. She's the boss, Shelby. She's more out and about. She has a new sweater. She's very happy. She'll come oh. down here later. Chip, has there ever been a podcast where Shelby just doesn't dart down the stairs <laughs> and demand to go out?
2: Oh, no, there's always one. And it's always at a very critical moment. And like where, you know, it's, it's, it's that, I don't want to say the denouement, but you just, you really yep. get into something tense. And then a big goofy dog uh, jumps down and starts barking and wants to go outside. And Jeff runs away and then run, comes run back. to the
1: yeah. back door. And then you see that I'm wearing pajama pants. <laughs> right, right.
2: Or my karate pants,
1: you know, depending on,
0: on what well, day of the week it is. Right. If it's dojo day. Dojo day. Yes.
1: Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was driving through some part of the suburbs of Philadelphia and one guy had a guitar lesson slash dojo set up. Like it was like Fred's guitar lessons and dojo studio. <laughs> <I'm> like, this, <laughs> this dude just must be like in his full, whatever, um, gi I believe Gee. they call it a gi. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Right. And then he's like teaching like eight year olds, like, all right, everybody just, you guys just kick the crap at each other for 20 minutes. Be right back. Opens the door, goes right next door. And he's like, all right, this is a G. He sits down. He's sweating. Puts on. A
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like cats, playing some Cat Stevens and goes back to the dodo. And
1: he's just working both ends. I, like, I admired it so much.
0: It, it's, it's, it's a lot of confidence in a very vague brand. <laughs> and I admire the commitment. <laughs>
2: I, and the good news is he could use the ponytail for both of the <laughs> lessons. I mean, if you're going tuck it in, he doesn't have to tuck it in. He doesn't no. have to say to the man. He's like, I got a ponytail for this one. Got a ponytail for that one. And then just in the back, I just picture a dumpster full of broken acoustic <laughs> guitars. That's
1: when he mixes it up. Like he just
2: can't, keep track of where he's at right exactly yeah oh that'd be great It was like peter brady i was just gonna say peter <laughs> brady yeah having a date yes when peter liz when peter
1: brady was on those dates was that the same one where he used the famous alias
0: well Didn't so here's where i have to like i have to make a really embarrassing confession which is i grew up without a television oh my so there's God. a huge swath of pop, oh. which oddly like now i work as a writer yeah. there's like there are just moments of like pockets of pop culture i mean i'm pretty caught up by now But I'm like, no, didn't see it.
1: Well, when we grew up, the only reason I believe, Chip, this might be true for you. The only reason I knew of Seattle was a Brady Bunch episode when one of her friends, Linda, was from Seattle. And she pronounced it Seattle.
2: Yes, that's right. (laughs) Seattle. That is that is
1: true. Now, did you grow up in Seattle?
0: I did grow up in Seattle. I I was here until I was 18. And then I was like. I just, all I wanted to do was get to LA. So I went to college in LA and now I'm like, oh, Seattle's actually really beautiful and people are normal here and just have normal jobs and lives. And of course they do in Los Angeles as well, but I don't know, it's just gorgeous. What's and- the
1: main difference in the people on the street in a Seattle as compared to in LA? Is there Well, one? I
0: think, I mean, LA is so spread out. So you, I mean, you, you have to drive everywhere and, and you your friendships start to, kind of slowly erode based on geography like i have really really good friends like I was in their wedding but they live in Pasadena and I live in the West Valley and with traffic that can be like an hour and 45 minutes I mean <laughs> so... I might as well fly somewhere <laughs> and visit someone whereas in Seattle it's all it, it, I mean, traffic is horrible here but also you can walk more places mm-hmm. and I mean LA is very much a it's just a big smashed city whereas here it feels a little more intimate and
2: I, I was working on a, on a show out in L. A. for a couple months, and I, I had a party. My friends and I had a. I was staying at a friend's house in uh, in L. A. And I told the people that I was working with that we got very close, and we would go out. And I said, "Oh, we're having a party Saturday night." People were like, "Oh, we gotta come! We gotta come!" And they were all they were getting ready. And then I told them that I lived in Van Nuys, and oh, they, yeah, uh, <laughs> they, all, all of a sudden uh, we all had plans. And yeah, uh, it was it was it was yeah. A I'll try. I'll try
0: to stop by. Oh God, sorry, we didn't mm-hmm. make it. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, when someone's like, hey, there's a party and it's in Long Beach. Oh, uh, no. That'd be oh, like
1: <laughs> me in Philadelphia being, hey, guys, you want to go to New York tonight? It's an hour and 40 <laughs> minutes away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
0: Holy yes.
1: crap. Well, thank God I don't do anything so or go anywhere. So that would preclude me <laughs> from th- any of your LA problems.
0: I don't think anyone does anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: I'm actually, I'm almost up to my um, one-year anniversary of my last in-restaurant.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow, March tenth.
2: Wow. What was it? Do you remember the, yeah. the it was, restaurant?
0: It was, it was sushi in Santa Monica with my writing partner and a producer friend, and uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but it's on Wilshire Boulevard, around twentieth. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'll do something to commemorate the date.
3: Yeah,
2: I, I think some, that, uh, I think that has to happen. We we have to because it's coming up on that year. Like I'm just really afraid of the Facebook memories that I'm going to start to get <laughs> that are okay. now. Just, oh, that could have happened yesterday. And it was a year ago. And that's that's what it's...
0: There really if there really is like this weird, I feel like it's like this sort of like Jason Bourne like memory gap for this whole past year. I'm like, was that a year? Yeah. It happened. And like a lot happened, but it just feels like a blur.
2: The, uh... I feel like we're not going to re... I I was getting to the point where I was starting to forget people's names. I would, it's such a good memory. And then I don't, and I feel like now it's a clean slate. Like I, I, I I feel like we're allowed to forget people's names when we go back into the wild. I feel like that's where people have to forgive that.
0: Yeah. Will Will
1: you guys miss like I am with my family and friends. I'm a hugger. Like I just like hugs, but I'm not a big, like, you know, when you meet people like for the first time, second time, like I don't know if I shake hands, hug, Side kiss or anything. Like that. I'm not going to miss that. I don't think that's going to come back full on for a long time, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, hey. Hey. hey elbow. <laughs> elbow.
2: I had one of the most awkward experiences. Speaking of, and this might have actually been my last Experience in a restaurant last March. We were at this little BYO, my wife and I, just a couple blocks from us in South Philly. Nice place. It, it was a, it was a newer place, which I feel bad because they got hit very hard. And uh, not too many people, but we would go in a decent amount because we really liked the people, and we really liked it. And there was a waiter who was always overly nice, but he was very nice guy, but just very nice. And I walked in the one time, and this was when COVID had started, but we didn't realize how serious it was. It was still March, so people were still going out, and Uh, He, he, we walked in, he was like, oh, great to see you guys. And he went to shake my hand, which I thought was weird for a waiter anyway. Not that I'm above that by any stretch, but it was like, that's usually not the protocol that you do. You walk in, you see a waiter and you shake their hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then on top of it, it was COVID and I'm such a (laughs) germaphobe that I felt so awkward. I was like, oh, we probably shouldn't. I don't want to get your hands dirty. And uh, it was, yeah. And that was the last time I was allowed out in
0: public. Yeah. We, like, no, we had one of those. We had a meeting, and it was it was before the dinners. I think it was maybe March fourth, and that was the last hand we and we shook hands at the beginning of the meeting. But we all were like, "Um, I don't know about this." And then at the end, like we actually hugged and like put you know sanitizer on them. I I, who knew that that would be the beginning of the weird? The, fi- the final
1: handshake. You mentioned right. Yes. You mentioned a writing partner now the ma- the majority of your recent projects you write with a partner correct yes is that hillary gallinoy
0: that is hillary gallinoy
1: i do some research
0: i do a yeah. um
1: so my question to you is uh, any aspiring writer out there like what is the bene- the main benefit of writing with like i know chip you've written you write a lot with teams you know like a writers room what is when well, you're writing a a movie Liz, like, what's the main benefit of writing with a partner?
0: Um, Well, the main benefit is, I mean, film is is by its very nature a really collaborative medium, and it is it helps because it's it's not that it's half the work, because you still write a whole script, but when you reach this moment where you're like, I don't know what happens next, I'm (laughs) going to send it to Hillary. (laughs) And then she'll have an idea, or she'll be like, I'm totally stuck. I don't know, I'm sending it back to you. So there's, it's two brains and we also have really different skills. Like she's much better with kind of the architecture of a script and, and story logic. And she's the person who will hear a pitch and be like, well, wait a second. No, if this happens on page 30, it's not going to make sense. And if this doesn't happen on page 30, page 90 is going to make absolutely no sense. And I'm like, I like to read the funny lines. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we, and, we, and we each, when we've each learned, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot better with story structure. And she has some great jokes that I that I've loved. So it's like it's we we it was it's it was a little more split in the beginning, and now we've each learned from each other. And
1: did you meet like on a project, or were you friends first?
0: We were friends. We both actually worked for the same producer um, in the late '90s, and there was this thing back then called tracking. Which so on a Tuesday, this was like the big spec script era. So on a Tuesday, all the agents would go out with you know whatever scripts and all the development people the different production companies were friends and we would have these little pods called tracking groups and you would just be like oh blah 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 caa has a romantic comedy here's the log line and you'd share that you'd learn that somebody at icm has a thriller that has like blah 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 attached and you just swap and trade carefully information and um so that's how we met and then we just i don't know you you sit in enough meetings with writers who have agents and you're like this script kind of sucked, and they got an agent. I'm like, you could write a sucky script and get an agent. <laughs> like, why not?
1: <laughs> I love, I love your, I love your inspiration there. <laughs> we can write a sucky script.
0: We could be this mediocre, <laughs> and um, and then she just called me one day, and she's like, and I had actually, I had been working as a, an entertainment journalist briefly, and at a dot com that had gone under, and she called me, and she was an executive, and she's like, look, I hate my job. You don't even have a job why don't we write a script? And so we did. And then we ended up selling that to MGM and that's how it all started.
2: That's awesome.
1: That's great. Where, now, it, and, now
0: where, where it now sits on a shelf.
2: <laughs> but you sold it. And that's the, the yes. important, you know, that's. Um, now, when you, in your process now, how, how often are you breaking a story or, or, or coming up with that log line, that seed mm-hmm. of the idea and taking it all the way? Or are you usually given some sort of seed, be like, here's the premise and then you take it from there?
0: Um, It's kind of, it's kind of a combination I mean the thing about what we do and what any writer in this business does is like you have to I mean things fall apart so often or just don't sell or I mean you you can be told you have a green light and then a month later they're like well we did the budget and maybe next year so you you have to sort of line things up like planes in an airport so like right now you know there's there are two things we're writing but we also have two things that we're working on pitches for and then you know someone will call us and say like oh we have this book or, um, I mean, Love Guaranteed, which was the Netflix movie that just came out, that happened because we're friends with Rachel Lee Cook, and she emailed us one day, and she's like, yeah, this is a crazy idea, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, this is fantastic. Like, yeah. we've never heard this idea. So that's, you know, and then we worked with her on the script, and that was a really great experience that just came externally. So it it really, it depends. I mean, things come from... I don't know anywhere, (laughs) but you, you really do have to have an arsenal because I don't know, there's, there's one script we wrote like 15 years ago and we've gotten multiple jobs off of it, but it never sold and, or did sell somewhere very small for a very small like scale price. Um, But you know, it just sits there and I I feel sad about that one. But
1: when do you actually know, like you said, you know, things can just sit on a shelf, like has it ever gotten to the point where something was like completely filmed done you had the wrap party and then it never saw the light of day or pretty much everything you've done so far has you know
0: yeah everything that we've had produced has has been released
1: yeah okay good like when's your your big sigh of relief like once they hire the actors and they let you know or they start filming like when is it where you can actually be like all right this is going to get made
0: Mm-hmm. so the same boss that that we met working for he always said you you don't breathe a sigh of relief until you're in the theater watching it and even <laughs> then even then you don't breathe a sigh of relief because it could totally tank and then suddenly 10 years later be a cult classic yeah so you just you never rest easy it's yeah because things can i mean i've i have a friend who had to be whisked out of south africa because there was suddenly a pandemic you know a week oh, in the filming wow. so wow. it. Yeah, that's, that's been the, I mean, I think they're figuring it out. I mean, we actually, we did shoot a movie during, during COVID and that was interesting during the COVID rewrite and trying to make sure, you know, everything's as outside as possible. And if it's oh, a group yeah. scene, like maybe so, in the group scene, half of them can be in the kitchen and half of them are on the deck and.
1: Oh my, I didn't even think of that. So yeah. you basically rewrite all of the mm-hmm. saying, instead of these two like hugging maybe we could have them on a phone call <laughs> yeah. i mean it's like...
0: yeah you really are like minimizing contact minimizing group scenes minimizing indoor scenes oh my and God. it was a wedding movie so it helped that you know there were, you could do you could cheat a lot of outside stuff Nice, but yeah but i know a lot of people that are back at work and they're 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 figuring it out so there will be new content
1: Never fear. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed the Rachel Leigh Cook movie. Damon oh, Wayans man. Jr.? Yes. He's
0: very fun. He is very very great.
1: She is one of those actors. I think Chip in a latest podcast I was extolling the greatness of Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, you were. One oh. of one of just such a fun movie. I'd say it's one of the best movie soundtracks. Pure like just total bangers on the whole soundtrack. Um. Yeah, I really, really love that.
0: Oh, I I love Rachel. She's really so we met her because we we have the same manager at we same okay. management company, and they had set us up on like a, a date to talk about ideas. And she's so funny. Like she's just this like she has this like dry yeah. wit and just really just self deprecating, hilarious, dry. We were just like, why are why are you doing a big comedy? <laughs> like you're so yeah. funny. And then she a few had... months later, she emailed us idea she's
1: she's made a good you know there's so many people from who started as that teen actor who had like headlined a big teen movie and you're just like i hope they keep things together with their life and they and she luckily yeah kept it so good
0: no and she's a she's a she's a good person and oh, you know she's awesome. just yeah so it's yeah yeah you worry about all all those actors and um
1: <laughs> so you've had In your movies, you've had Rachel A. Cook, Damon Wayans Jr., like Heather Grant, Christine Milan, Sarah Hyland. If you and your partner wrote, like, they're like, hey, you two, you guys have done such a good job for Hollywood. We're going to let you not only write a movie, we're going to let you cast the movie as well. It's completely getting made. Two leads. You can cast whoever you want. Who would it be? Ooh. present present company excluded
3: yeah
1: yeah it's (laughs) listen chip and i have been approached by many to do like a movie about our little podcast podcast. we're thinking about it so just
0: keep keeping it modest yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no but it's a hard question because like all the people that we've worked with they're all different and we've liked them all and it's you want to work with the same people again but then i don't know like i just was watching barb and star go to vista del mar and i was just like how fun would it just to be on a set with all these people that have just known each other for so long and are so funny and are just given license to do this like wacky thing and and um I don't know casting is casting is a, it's it's the one thing I had never appreciated before I became a writer was how much casting can really make or break them some, or someone comes in and does something like completely unexpected like you know you see it in your mind on the page and then some actor comes in and brings something that you were like oh my god they made it like ten times better. <laughs> Thank
2: God. And, and how much ownership do you have of that, e- either just just personally, moral, not morally, just intrinsically, or uh, contractually? Like, are you do you like to write the script and then the project is done and then you pass it along to the powers that be, or do you like to do you stay involved a lot in that process as they're casting, as they are doing rewrites, as as they're shooting?
0: You know, it really it really varies. Um, I mean, I think if you really want. Your word to be gospel. You have to go into theater or novel writing because in screenwriting it's just it's gonna change because they're gonna cast someone who just can't say the line right or or they cast someone great and just the line isn't great and or they want to bring their own thing to it. I mean everything is different. I mean in in television the writer obviously is also a producer and very hands on in in features it is a little bit like sending a kid off to college. You're like, bye, (laughs) I hope you graduate, you know, um, for falling in love, which was another Netflix one. We were really, really involved. Like the director actually flew us to New Zealand and, you know, cause it was, we were all, and we all worked really collaboratively and we wrote on the set. Um, but other times, you know, you just send it off and there it goes.
2: (laughs) And and speaking of New Zealand, when when you, when you did falling in love, the, I don't know how much research you do. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously specific to that, that location, that set. But did you do a lot of research about uh, New Zealand? Was it different from yes. other places? Because here's my process. I don't want to tell you how to do your job. <laughs> but what I would do is I would think of this idea and be like, okay, New Zealand. And then I would study New Zealand. I would read books about New Zealand, look movies about New Zealand. And then I would never write the script and just <laughs> tell people facts I learned about New Zealand. That's my process. I'm not saying that you have to do the same thing. I, the, there would never be a screenplay. but you know, how much so how much did you incorporate <laughs> that into and when you when you write scripts, do you do a lot of research as far as the setting the 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 not necessary time period, but but whatever it might be?
0: Yeah, I mean, for that one, we did a lot of research. we um because we had never been there, but we did a lots of um you know Skypes with people. My you know she has a really good friend who lives in Wellington. I have a really good friend who's from New Zealand. So we just did lots of and a lot of they're like little little, you know, tidbits in there that are, you know, stories they had told us. Um, and then once we had got New Zealand producers, we had them read the script and they went through and they were like, yeah, nobody would say this. <laughs> right. Like, right. yeah, nah. um, <laughs> and, then, um, and then and then once it, once we got a green light, then then the actors become involved. And then they also I mean, there was mostly locals. Um, from New Zealand. So they would go through and be like, well, actually, maybe you'd say it more like this. And nobody, nobody would be named. I mean, there was one name we had for a character and they're like, nobody in New Zealand is named this. Why so, they be?
1: It's Jeff. You can say Jeff. That's Jeff, fine. It's,
0: it, it was Jeff. It's and, just and New Zealand. Place.
1: People just think it's the funniest name. Right? No,
0: no. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> 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 I know I actually got pretty good at the New oh, Zealand accent, good. which I I lost it. The only thing I could, I, there was a woman on, on set who was like the, the coffee person and she'd always come by and she'd be like, "Flat white. <laughs> you said like a flavor. Right? Um, white, yeah. Nice. But yeah, so we 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 vetted it, and then there actually someone wrote an article, and they're like, actually, here's all the things they got right. There were one or two things they were like, wow, yeah, they were like, there wouldn't be a blues club two towns over in New Zealand, but they're like pretty <laughs> much everything else they got. So and I that thought, ate you like oh the was one like, thing. I was like, oh damn it. <laughs> But comment. um yeah, no we had a lot of people read it and and give us feedback so that helped.
1: Wow. What is one just one good bit of advice to an aspiring screenwriter about literally the nuts and bolts of screenwriting?
0: Um I think it's figure out figure out what you want to write, write the movie that you want to write. I think the mistake that I see a lot of people do or, or have done in the past is be like, well, x is doing really or this is selling right now or this movie was a hit so i'm gonna write that where it's like well yeah Uh, but by the time you write it and sell it and if it gets greenlit miraculously within the next year like that thing is done so write the thing that you actually want to write and know that you can write well um and then write like five of them (laughs) because if (laughs) an agent is always they'll read your script and if they like your script they're like well, okay great well what else do you have because they're an agent they're gonna try they want to know how to sell you and they want to know that you, you're you not that client who's like, where's my job? Instead of like <laughs> generating. Yeah. I know I worked at an agency. Have you guys watched um, Call My Agent on Netflix?
1: No. No, Is it
0: good? Oh, it's, it's really good. So okay. it's, it's okay. Set this Parisian boutique agency. And I actually worked for a year at a boutique agency. And they get everything completely right. I mean, it's just fascinating.
1: Call My Agent. Awesome. Very good. Um, you recently you had an awesome story about how you met your husband and oh. with uh your complicated dog yeah um and that's just been uh serialized in a book correct
0: yeah yeah and the la times the la affairs column it's sort of like it's their version of modern love and they yeah. just for valentine's day they did a compilation of 65 of the columns so it was in there
1: yeah, that was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I think we we bond mm-hmm. over our dogs quite often, Liz. We
0: are. Uh, I think we are some of the uh, strongholds of dog Twitter. I think. Yeah, uh, Ken- get Kendra the in road.
1: there. <laughs> yes, me, Kendra. Kendra, Ted. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 hold it down pretty well. Um, yes. And your new dog, Larry. I want to, Chip. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen Larry. Let me see if I could screen yeah, and share. If I can see it. See it. Let's photo see where I
2: have. There. I think I'd have he Larry. Is.
1: Let me find, hold it. Can you oh, see Larry?
2: Now? Oh, can I see Larry? Oh,
0: oh. man.
2: What, is, that, is that an Australian?
0: What kind of- Yeah, kind of, he's yeah. an Australian shepherd. Oh
2: my God, look at Does him. Does he have a belt around his neck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so my husband, I don't, he wanted to get him a Filson collar. Filson's a very Seattle thing. It's a oh. leather outdoorsy, whatever. So the collar was a little bit too big. Oh. now larry's larry's put on some pandemic pounds so the collar fits oh. fine it
2: fits. see that's good that's good news and i i definitely appreciate the name larry uh we uh our, we we unfortunately lost our dog a couple months ago but uh oh, we have sorry. two cats but we um and we're on the lookout we're i think there's a new dog on the Ooh. horizon very soon uh but um my wife insists on having old man names for all of our animals like you can't not have an animal with an old man name it's, it's oh inappropriate, yeah inappropriate so.
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So we well. we we had
2: we have a uh, we have Gary and Ernie the cats, and we had Aww. Stanley the dog. So that was uh. So uh, Larry's a, a solid name. So plus.
0: Yeah. This one
2: behind me is put on, and she's
1: put on some lbs. You see,
0: you look gorgeous. Don't yeah, apologize. she does. No, she's she is.
1: We always say whenever she's in a weird position, and I just go to my daughter. So I'm like, it's God's most perfect creature right here. It really is. Aww. God just. And
2: I like, just. I don't understand how she's put on the weight with all this exercise she's getting. That's, that's the question that I, that I keep asking myself. (laughs) She'll pop up
1: soon. All I have to do is like go near uh, my wheat thins box and she's like literally jumping over. Mm -hmm. Cause with dogs, as you guys know, like the one time you share something they don't really know, Oh, that's not for me. But you're like, Oh, it is for me. This one time, (laughs) every time after they're just like, Jeff's eating wheat thins. That means Jeff and Star are now eating wheat things. Yeah. right? Yeah. I have a little trash can under my desk here and I sometimes put a yogurt container that's Uh-oh. been, and then, then yeah. she, literally I'll just be sitting here. Shelby, the smart one, just comes flying down the stairs, <laughs> just like knocking me over in her mouth and she takes it and she just leaps over this couch here with the <laughs> yogurt container in her mouth and just burrows into the the couch eating the rope the yogurt container star if you put a yogurt container near her, she'll just hit it with her nose and just keep chasing it trying to eat it but not knowing how to stop the container from moving Aww. so that's the difference in intellect between these dogs
2: <laughs> yeah there's just a little bit of a gap
1: right <laughs> shelby grabs it takes it pushes it in the corner and she's just like this is how you eat yogurt this one i'm like no star come come back back no just <laughs> over oh, oh, poor. then you just end up sitting there holding it and let her lick it out of your hand like this.
0: Oh great. It's fun. Dogs, dogs, dogs stealing food is never not comedy. It's the great. And we Always. I think we actually
1: <laughs> set them up a little bit, like, oh no, Shelby stole a baguette again. And I am <laughs> literally like, eh, eh, right
0: We were going camping when when we most years we go camping with my husband's cousin and his, his family um, for Thanksgiving. And so my husband had made these three mushroom polenta pies. That was like (laughs) sort of his like specialty. And there were two on the stove and like one was on the, on the oven door that was down cooling. And we were still new to dog ownership and hadn't really just thought about this that much. Anyways, we went to Thanksgiving with two pies instead of three. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a five hour car trip (laughs) with a dog that had just eaten a mushroom pie. Oh
1: Oh, no. I love, and whenever you like write or tweet or post about like, and my dog ate that, I always love the response. Someone will be like, did you put it on the windowsill? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they just were walking by.
0: The
1: windowsill. There's,
0: there's always one dog schooled in there who's like, you know, that's really bad for dogs. I'm like, I oh, didn't yeah. voluntarily <laughs> give him a block of cheese. He stole it. There was thievery involved.
1: Now they'll screen cap why mushrooms are bad for your dog. Yeah, and exactly. Just, and you're like, oh, Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thanks. That's wonderful. Yeah,
3: there
2: you
1: go. Yeah,
0: no, I think that's yeah, that's my favorite part of Twitter is the, the all well, the replies.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, Liz, you had one of the best. You you are fantastic at Twitter. Like we had Ted on recently. Oh, I were, love Ted. And you are so good, like Ted, of just creating little melos, little stories in such a small amount of characters. And I remember when Twitter went up to two eighty you lamented, like, I love the challenge of 140. Yeah. Do you think think that helped you, like, in your writing career over the past 10 years?
0: I think it's why a lot of screenwriters like Twitter. Um, It's not that we're not writing. I mean, I'm still, you know, writing all the time, but it's more, it's like, it's like a little game because screenwriting is really about economy of language. Like, how do you, I mean, the worst thing that can happen when you're reading a script is you open the first page and it's just like, all stage direction and you're like oh god this is gonna take me like an hour to get through i mean you really have to say the most as descriptively and as powerfully as possible and as short because you don't have that much page space and you really want to get to the dialogue and so i think twitter is it is kind of like this it's like a little video game it's, yep. it's and it's it's less fun when it's 280 I mean, it's still you know it's still fun i mean it's it's kind of a I don't know, especially with during the pandemic, it's like, I love, I mean, I've worked on a TV show and been in a writer's room. There's something about Twitter that feels like there's like 24 seven writer's room. Like if you find the right people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people on there that I don't, really don't want to read. Um, but that's why I think our little, our little sort of like joke Twitter world mm-hmm. is, is, is kind of this little small group of people that You've muted all the weird ones and just you know, <laughs> I have a short list of of people that I exclusively look at because
1: Chip, do you agree with the uh the challenge, the 140 challenge and now the 280?
2: 100%. percent because it's it is that economy of words and and like you said, it is that like that puzzle of mm-hmm. trying to get it in and getting it in the right way. And it's it it just uh I I was like angry when, when they went to 280 because then anybody could do it. And it's just like, there's nothing better than a one line tweet. That's just funny. That Mm -hmm. literally physically is just one One line line. on Twitter. And that can get all that laughter into so few words is there's, there's something so perfect about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, it, it was a fun challenge. So I still try to stay within it, but I don't know.
2: I always yeah. do, do, when I when I'm on my phone and I'm tweeting and it, if it's a longer tweet and I get to that 20 characters <laughs> left and they, it starts clicking I'm just so angry and sad at myself for what I've done I've just I've I've you I've, I've,
1: verbose piece of garbage can't I really do have, anything right
2: Yeah God damn it Chiptifer I did I almost told a story do, I almost did a thread the other day and to just to tell a story and I wanted to just to get it out there. Cause you know, I'm not doing stand up right now. It's hard, you know, I, and I need people to listen to me. And, uh, but to me there's something as much as a thread can be great. It's just, I, I love that encapsulated thought. That's just one idea at a time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Threads can be confusing. There's some, there's some screenwriting thread up right now, which I started to like go through and I was like, Oh, this is too many. No <laughs> close.
1: I need someone to write a tweet encapsulating someone's thread. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. this thread is awesome. Like, that's great. It's 21 tweets. Could somebody just, you know, uh, nutshell that for me so I can just <laughs> read? And someone 20. would. I'm, I'm sure there's some wise ass out there that yeah. would do it. I have a question. Uh, rom-coms. I'm a fan. What is a good, like, people are always ask you to name. Usually it's like, give me a good movie about, like, um, you know, the mob. Give me a good mm-hmm. movie about like serial killers, because pretty much the only thing people write and care about now are serial killers, which is great because everybody's already depressed about yeah. pandemic.
0: <laughs> I know I did which, watch the the Cecil Hotel one. I was like, too depressed." No, no, right. <laughs> so, like, right
1: now, Chip and I are podcast. We're always trying to be a little bit more positive, a little bit more like less on the you know grim stuff. Give me a good rom com recommendation. Like, think it could be one from 30 years ago. It could be one from just recently. Um, and then I have a question for you. While you're thinking about that, was Harry Met Sally actually good?
0: Okay, uh, maybe I'll do them in reverse. I, yeah. I do think it was really it was really good. Like, I remember okay. loving it when it came out. And and then I think once I got to college and I was around all, like, the film school people, friends, and it was just like, oh, you're not allowed to, allowed to like rom-coms. And now I've recently rewatched it, and yeah, it really it, it holds up. Yep, it, it does. Um, a really good rom-com. Hmm, let me see. I mean, there's some really obscure. I mean, did you guys ever see Crossing Delancey? Yes. I love that movie. Like that's that to me. Is,
1: 30 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter
0: Rieger and Peter Amy, Rieger, yep. Uh, what's her name?
1: Uh at, no, uh Amy, she's a uh Amy beautiful, long, Irving? curly hair. Amy Irving, yes. Yes, <clears> yes. <throat> yes.
0: yeah. Um, I love that. Um, I mean, I, I, there, I have my, my. When I was working in development, you'd always have these. You you would interview for jobs with producers, and they would say, you know, like, what are your top ten movies? And you'd have oh, your wow. like practice list. You're like, oh, I'm The Godfather, Jaws, <laughs> you know, like The Sorrow and the Pity or whatever. But then, <laughs> finally, in an interview, one of my friends was asked. Like, she started doing her like big pretend list, and the producer was like, no, 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 no. What do you watch when you're homesick? And she thought about it. And oh, she was wow. like, the sound of music. And the, and she got the job because the producer was like, yeah. Like, And I, I think what I want to write, I mean, someday I'm sure there'll be some like gritty drama in me, but I think that there, I like, <laughs> I like the movies that you want to watch when you're homesick.
1: I, uh, I always, whenever you see like a tweet or somebody, like, you know, everybody's a movie fan. And I have to admit, this is going to anger people. I like movies. I don't love movies meaning I like watching movies. I have a good time watching movies and Chip will, you know, this, I don't watch anything heavy. Like I don't serial killer stuff. Does not So like my, my, I'm very limited in what I watch. So I like a lot of like happy, I like rom-coms, I like comedy movies, stuff like that. When someone has that list, so like give me your four movies you cannot do without. And they're just like Fellini,
3: <laughs> Frank
1: Capra.
0: Well, and, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And it, I mean, like, I hate serial killer stuff, too, but, like, Silence of the Lambs is one of those movies that I've watched, like, a thousand times. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it really, um, I mean, we have, I mean, I guess it's sort of our, our, well, I guess now deleted DVR. The things that we had, we watched Slapshot all yes. the time. Um, Paul
1: Newman's all-leather suit. <laughs> Brown leather pants suit in that, when he... <laughs> that just captured like that era of hockey where he's just like, yeah, I'm dressing up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Got my leather suit on. Yeah. What was on there? That the shining. Well, so my husband works in visual effects. So it's actually mm-hmm. interesting to watch stuff with him because you know, oh he'll, he'll narrate. So I, I mean, I, seen, <laughs> I'd seen the shining, but he actually went through it and just explained like, no, actually, this is the first time this kind of shot was done, and this is why this is actually extremely hard to do, and this is why this shot is good. And
1: didn't uh, the Shining introduce the uh, the camera kind of on the steady tracks, steady cam yeah. on the tracks, right? Like that mm-hmm. was like I a ground yeah.
0: I, I know the thing in the maze was the thing where he was like, No, 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 this hadn't been done before. Wow. Um, Chip,
2: uh, did you give us a uh, rom com? I, I don't know if it's technically a rom com. One of my favorites that I that I will watch over and over again. I love small movies, like it's just a nice indie movie. Is uh, do, do you guys remember the movie The Day Trippers with Hope Davis?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, from from that's 90s. about yeah. that's nineties.
2: Yeah, yeah, like like mid like ninety six maybe. Like Hope Davis, Parker Posey, Liev yep. Schreiber. Uh, that Stan was Lecucci one of Liev's fab-
0: yeah.
1: first movies, like when he really kind of came on the scene. I think. Yeah, there
0: were a lot of really good small rom-coms in the 90s and Mm. i mean as a writer that's that's what we initially started off trying to write and then for like this big stretch of time studios weren't buying them so i mean that's how we ended up in children's tv for a while because nobody was buying rom-coms and then thankfully all the streamers started buying them and we're like thank you
1: (laughs) usually there's a paradigm shift where like one movie will be like boom wow people went and watched this like mm-hmm. was there like after the two thousands like a big rom com or a big well, romantic?
0: I feel like every five to ten years there's some like trend article where it's like women like movies. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs>
0: Wait a second! Um, and uh, and they you know they do. I mean, people want especially now that people are just stuck in their houses and thinking about like the before times. You know, you want something that that, that takes you away. I mean. But, and there are different kinds of rom-coms. Like one of my favorite movies is Bull Durham, but yeah. I also really loved Palm Springs. I thought that was really touching and, and creative and interesting. That's
1: the uh, Andy Samberg. Yeah.
0: It's, it's really good.
1: That's what everybody keeps telling me. Yeah. Right? yeah. says It's great. Yeah. I think it's one of those son of a bitch movies. That's on the one streaming service I don't have.
3: Oh yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? Like nothing bothers me more. If you tweet about a movie and you say it's good, you better <laughs> damn well make sure I Give me your have. your password. Yeah, you can see. yes. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> I can't have Hulu. Like I had to get Disney Junior. I have HBO Max, that so came free with the phone, but I can't now have Hulu and Apple. So when everybody's telling me I have to watch the Apple show with Jason Sudeikis,
0: oh uh, yes, I don't. Yeah, have not like, watched that yet because I'm like, well, we cut the cord and we were so proud of ourselves and we're like, what is this? this is great. We're just going to do like a la carte. It's going to be fine. And I'm like, oh my god, we are spending more than we were before. <laughs> right. And I don't even remember all the passwords for all these things. Like if I lose my laptop we can't log into anything oh, yeah you're done t-
2: you're just not watching TV anymore that's'd
1: be <laughs> horrible no.
2: now did you did you have a, a, a career in, into writing you said you did not have a TV growing up like what was oh, that yeah. moment was it college or was it that moment when you first got a TV was there a TV show or a movie that you watched that really just opened your eyes to
0: well so we did actually we had so I grew up on an island where we were lived on a hill where we had it we had a, we had a TV with like a it was like one of the TV VCR combos, mm-hmm. so we could watch movies. We okay. could go rent movies. So oh. I, I mean, I was like, yeah, I know. I've actually thought about writing something about like the my childhood video store because it was like, the, it was like that was like mecca. Like,
3: to a video Do store, it. and
0: then I would go back at two in the morning and sneak back downstairs and watch the movies again. And um, but I had friends that would tape things for me. So like, I had a friend in high school who would tape Twin Peaks for me, and that oh, was
2: great. Yeah.
0: So yes, yeah, somewhere, somewhere in one of our storage units, all of my old Twin Peaks tapes.
2: Uh, but Peaks. and by, by the way, you need to write something about that video store. Jeff and I have had this conversation. I, oh, I would love to, I I would love to own my own video store. There's literally no market for it, but that's <laughs> I miss that so much yeah. with just being a teenager, hanging out at. I worked at a I worked at a video store, and just oh. that that world was just so much fun because it just brought the entire world to you. I mean, I guess a library does that too, but I wasn't no, but as it, cultured. It's
0: like a movie library, and you would go mm-hmm. and you would like look at the boxes and read the backs, and and there was always like the guy behind the counter. I mean, when I was in high school, they would like tape things off TV for me, like when the Anne of Green Gables sequel came out. Like one of the guys taped it for me, and like I borrowed that. And um, I, I
1: love that your whole group of friends knew that like hey i really enjoyed this show oh poor liz i know. better it for liz did, did <laughs> anyone tape this for liz yeah and it's like people like i don't i only have two vhs tapes left and i don't want to record over my sister's um eighth grade graduation so i can't
0: tape for liz can anyone else
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. and liz i know we would go on a trip or think you know, a family wedding or something. And my mother would be like, All the children want to do is sit in the hotel and watch TV. I'm like, this is what we took the trip for. I don't care about the wedding. That's relatives mean nothing to me.
1: You're in your you're in your flower, flower girl dress, yeah. just like eating popcorn and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: coming, I'm coming, yeah. I'm coming. Yeah, hold on. one, one more growing pains? One second. <laughs> one more
1: growing pains. I have a quiz. Liz, right. uh, one thing we chip and i always mm-hmm. do we love quizzes we do we what love see, we love seeing how much each of us doesn't know or does
0: know there's um, a lot i don't know so get but, ready
1: no i think <laughs> this i wanted to go in your wheelhouse i wanted to say let me think about where liz is right now she probably loves that place and she loves movies so together i have created a seattle movie quiz oh
3: Ooh. nice
1: seattle movie quiz. they might get hard they might be easy so i'll just like throw an easy one out there the first one i'll give to chip and i will just say two actors chip thinking about seattle
2: tom hanks meg ryan uh would they be uh, not go, uh, not being able to sleep at night
1: yes they would be in no. a, a movie about insomnia give us yes. a brief recap chip what would uh, sleepless in seattle be about
2: uh sleepless in seattle would be uh tom hanks uh, can't go to sleep because he's a 14 year old boy that has become a man. And he's yes. like, I need to find this machine. He runs through the streets of Seattle, yep. this genie machine. And he's like, I can't sleep. <laughs> I'm a man. And he's, there's a sleep apnea issue because he's at that age and it's a whole thing, but he, he doesn't know what it is. Cause he's only 14.
1: Liz, is that correct? I don't, uh, <laughs> not familiar with the That's, movie. Uh,
0: pretty, pretty, pretty close to the actual movie. Yeah. With okay. the
1: tagline. I can't sleep. Cause I'm a man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> said, yes
0: run for us <laughs> all
1: right here's one for liz julia styles heath ledger joseph gordon levitt
0: would it be 10 things i hate about you
1: that's it yes. 10 things this what, how would you recap 10 things i hate about you See it's you
0: a it's an update of taming of the shrew so joseph gordon levitt wants to ask out a girl but Her dad won't until Julia Stiles, her older sister, has a date, and Heath Ledger, uh, steps up to do it. But then they fall in love. There you go. And he sings. He sings in the bleachers.
1: Yes, that's a a lot of bleachers. (laughs) My friend, my my
0: friend, my really good friends wrote that movie.
1: Did they really? That's That's a great movie. Yeah. I I just watched it again recently because something. I was looking up Julia Stiles. Like, where is she gone? Because I remember I was watching like I love Jason Bourne movies, and then I'm like Julia Stiles, and I was looking. I'm like, I remember I like that movie. Because there's yeah. Bleacher singing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Bleacher singing at all. Yeah. There, and And uh, I can't tell you the amount of times, and it, this is embarrassing, of where I'm – talking about a movie to someone and i'm describing it like oh 10 things i hate about you it's about this, movie, this and they're like oh it's like an update of the shakespeare play and then i have to pretend like i know that it's an update i'm like oh yeah obviously yeah it's it's no it's modern day hamlet obviously you know, but like i was like i never i don't know what hamlet you know it's like oh this is the tempest all over again i'm like yes it is yes it is that's what weekend at bernie's was chip here you go
1: Three names, John Lithgow, Melinda Dillon, Don michi you, you might need a big hint, but me I, might
2: not. I, I think I know. I believe it is. Is there also another character in it who's <laughs> a, 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 very large? Is there a very large and big name in this one? Uh, would that be uh, Harry and the Hendersons? could you give me a, a brief synopsis
1: of Harry and Anderson's?
2: yeah um, uh, Don amici uh, is a, a, a cop who's retired he's, he's sort of disabled now he's got a nurse and John Lithgow comes to live with him and he's a radio host who gets a call from a uh, f- from a Sasquatch who has a lot of like <laughs> problems and they talk about that and then his brother Niles comes in and, and they they live with the uh, with the, with a the great great ape I like that you just called a uh,
1: Harry's a Sasquatch
2: right yeah Just, I, I leaked i like to get the get Jesus. the word out
1: yeah liz, is that correct that sounded pretty good to me you being Sounds a seattle expert yeah <laughs> that was a fun movie um i got a good one for you liz all right let me see i'm not going to give you the i'm going to give you a little a synopsis of teenage best friends katie and becca discussers towns reese uh, resident legend of a cursed videotape
0: oh the ring.
1: Liz, this movie, my wife and I made the mistake of taking a vacation in January. Let's go somewhere fun. We went to Montreal. It was minus 20, completely just rainy, cold. We didn't realize there's like a whole thriving underground in Montreal where there's like a whole stores and everything. Like we like were like mole people. Yeah, no, like a whole thriving city no, underneath because it's so it's cold, cold. Yeah. yeah so they have like stores so kelly and i were just for days walking around up top and we're freezing we didn't see anybody and it was like the coldest scariest day like let's go see a movie and we went and saw the ring and that movie scared the crap out of me to begin with but just being in like a foreign land mm-hmm. and we got back to the hotel <laughs> i just like holy christ <laughs> it's like the older guys like put the tv outside yes right, in the
0: right. I <laughs> yeah i, I know it's- I saw that with, so um, the one thing I miss about, about the before times is, so we would we would work, and then sometimes at two in the afternoon, we would just go to a movie. So Hillary and I went to the Arclight to see that, and it was us, and there was one other guy in the theater, because it was, like, noon. Yeah. And you know how there's, like, the ending, but then there's, like, another ending? Yes. He left at the, left at the first ending, and we were like, oh, my God, that guy doesn't know what happened in the movie. <laughs> You're running out. Yeah, I'm like, Wait, you go that way, I'll go this way.
1: We'll find, find him. him. <laughs>
0: come back. Let me yeah. t- let me tell you. <laughs> she comes out of the TV. She has to come back. Chip yeah.
1: 2003 Frankie Munez, hillary <laughs> Duff, Angie Harmon. Oh. I think uh, it's, it's not Munez. It's Anthony. Is it Frankie? Frankie Munez? Frankie? Malcolm Munez? in the middle? Is that Big Malcolm in, in the, the middle middle guy? Ooh. Right. Um, I'll give you a hint. 15 year old high school junior, bullied. Applies for a junior field ops position at Central Intelligence Agency. Oh,
2: Agent Cody
1: Banks. Is that what <laughs> it is? Ooh, yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's I got it. Wow. I'm I'm yeah, I never saw it. But oh, hey, so you I'm couldn't give frank... us a re- you couldn't give us a recap and, then if you didn't say. It. Well, no, uh, a, a high school teacher from uh, New Mexico starts cooking up meth and selling it to his uh, very uh uh, smart middle child and oh, and yeah. he's the he's the go-to he sells it to his honors class in middle school
1: excellent but Listen, he's a double I, agent uh, he's so double agent nice,
2: of he works for the DEA sure
1: there's I'm gonna see how I'm gonna play the name that tune uh thing how how few clues I can give you to get this let me see okay. um just simply John Cusack
0: say anything
1: there you go <laughs> that is, yes. if you consider that a rom-com, some people would. Some people, there's a little drama part of. It. That's one of my favorite movies.
0: It, yeah, I remember right. when that came out. I just, I, yeah, I loved it. And Ione yeah, Sky, and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name, John Mahoney? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Fra- Frazier people. Dad, the Dad, the Dad from Fraser, yeah. Yes. yeah, Dad from yes. Dad. Yeah,
1: I just remember I was really into the Clash, and when John Cusack's on screen in the Clash T-shirt, I'm like, wait, a famous person can like cool music. Oh, <laughs> this guys for me, Chip. I'm gonna give you one. This is a tough one. Uh oh, I'm just gonna say bad boy Richard Gear. Uh, yeah, bad boy Richard Gear. Uh,
2: boy, uh, and, st- and I... some sort of military. Is it oh. is, okay? Is it is it a I, and I'm and the fact that I was gonna guess this because it's one of two Richard Gere movies I think I can think of that I've never <laughs> seen. But it's based, it's, based, it's based on Shakespeare. It's bas It's based on Shakespeare. It's the Twelfth Night. It's I. I. I'm just since you said military, I'm just gonna say an officer and a gentleman. But you it's what, shot in the you, dark. I Is haven't.
1: I haven't stumped either of you yet. You two are amazing at that Seattle movie. movies. Fantastic <laughs> officer and a gentleman. Yeah, that was um kind of the other actor. I feel bad. Oh, Lou Deborah Gossi Winger. Oh, Deborah Winger. Yeah.
0: yeah, and Lugo. Yeah
1: um okay let me just give you a couple more here you guys enjoying us it's okay yes it's i love a
0: good quiz
1: um all right this is gonna really for liz richard dreyfus emilio estevez and i love this movie when it came out 1987 now oh.
0: yeah it was um oh and, and rosie o'donnell was in the sequel um yes oh 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 um uh, uh, uh oh it's gonna be uh oh <laughs> oh I, just now chip you gonna just,
2: you gonna help here it, so i think i can help I, I i've never seen it but this goes back to my video store days because i've seen the, the the cover so many times are we are we talking about the movie and i again i've never seen it is it stakeout
0: yes yes and
2: another stakeout is that yes. what it is okay yes. good yes we got it liz liz we yes. got it. Yes. all right that's,
0: good uh, thanks for the save yeah, i know it.
2: It, yeah that's i i and again my video store mm-hmm. days i know the cover never yeah. seen the movie
1: mm-hmm. We took, Chip and I discussed that, like you could say movies, I haven't seen it, but damn well, I could tell you the video cover box from Mm -hmm. like so many movies just being like, yup, guy facing this way girl facing this way back to each
2: other and they're going yeah
0: exactly you're like yeah, yep. exactly. No, you're like, yeah exactly you know it's a little romance and chud and <laughs> yes nightmare <laughs> on elm street scanners <laughs> scanners the one with the guy the yes.
2: i uh liz i think we actually mentioned this on the kenry that with the last podcast but uh there's a a store on Magnolia in Burbank that's like this, like sort of like a cult kind of weird store. But they there's like a space in the back where they do these. It's sort of like a mini museum. And every October and November they turn it into a horror movie video store. That, where you and it's from the 80s. And like literally the candy behind the counter is from the 80s. And you walk in and you feel like you're in a video store from the 80s. But all of the movies that are on the racks are all horror movies from, from uh-huh. you know throughout time. Uh, but since it is a quote-unquote museum, you're not allowed to touch anything. So the most frustrating part is all you want to do is grab the, the grump, movie it, box yeah. and <laughs> turn it around, look at the back to see mm-hmm. what it is, and you're not allowed. You're And not there's allowed a guy who just it. walks around going like that? Yes. Oh, yeah. I still have bruises <laughs> on my wrists.
3: It's big like dude.
0: Look at the back of like, The Changeling with George C. Scott. Oh,
1: <laughs> which was filmed in Seattle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Look at this.
2: Look at you! There we go. Look just at reversed you. engineered trivia right. Wow, that's it how good amazing.
3: you are.
1: <laughs> because of that list, you get this one. I'm going to just say two names, and if anyone can't get, I'll say the two stars and Bridget Fonda, Campbell Scott.
0: Oh, singles! I loved that soundtrack. That was the soundtrack I went to freshman year of college with.
1: Oh. So good. It yeah. was, that's such a great movie. Such an understated humor wise, just mm-hmm. I was Cameron Crowe, Cameron Crowe, correct? Yeah. I, I'm pulling it oh, off the shelf right now. There nice. we go.
2: There's the single. Nice. Great-
1: um, I miss Bridget Fonda terribly. I just thought she was so good in so many movies. And then she just said, you know what? I'm married to Danny Elfman. Gonna have some uh, family. Just chill out. Get away from Hollywood for a while. Awesome.
0: I have seen. Uh, they they think they did recently put their house on the market, and I saw there was a spread of it in the LA Times, and I was like, "Click, click! <laughs> oh my God, click! <laughs> wow!"
1: Danny Elfman must just make a cajillion dollars
2: because I
0: they have just have a room where they roll around in their money, and that's all they do <laughs> in that room.
2: <laughs> oh, you don't have that, Liz. I was just Jeff and I each have one of those. I don't know. Just, I guess
0: mine's, I, just I a like ca- mine's a couch with some spare change.
2: There so, you go. Dog yeah. hair yeah. dog hair and spare change. Yeah. By by the way, and obviously this this comes if you are, you know, given the idea for a for a script or a, or a book or whatever you, you're sort of beholden maybe to the setting. Do you have a favorite setting that you like to write in or even that you have as a movie? Like, you know, obviously with, you know, you know, falling in love and, and swept up for Christmas is kind of like sort of that old house sort of feel I love, to-
0: Yeah, I well, I love setting things in Seattle. I mean, Geek Charming, it was never explained I mean, is explicitly said in there somewhere. I mean, they're all filmed in Vancouver, but um, <laughs> I, I love anything with a house. I love, like, I, I do, like, I love a horror movie with a house. Yep. I love mm-hmm. a possessed house. I love a romance with a house. Like, if there's something that's set around, one of my favorite books is Rebecca, which is really mm-hmm. just set around this house and, like, the yep. things that happened in it. And there's, I don't know, there's something to me about...
1: The house as a character, kind the of. The house
0: as a character. Like, I think yeah. a lot about the house that I grew up in, which my parents sold... I don't know, 20 something years ago. And I just, and we. my sister and actually drove by it recently. And it oh. everything, everything is smaller than you remember.
3: Yeah, right? I was like,
0: I remember our street being massive. And I was like, no, it was this little tiny little road. And our house wow. is a lot smaller than I remembered. And you know.
2: I had a recurring dream slash nightmare. I I'd call it maybe a nightmare for years, where we lived uh, on the same, I grew up in a house till I was 12. And then we moved two blocks over when I was 12. Yeah. And my parents still live in that house. But it was this guy who bought our house. It was a nice little tiny little ranch house. It was very nice. And he just – he's lived there for 30 years, and it's just gone downhill ever oh, since. Wow. And he just it, – and it's just dilapidated. The next owner's probably just going to have to knock it down. And the guy is sort of a hermit. He barely ever comes out. Nobody really knows him. And I've heard this recurring dream that I would sneak into his house when he's at work just to walk around to see my childhood house. And then he would come home, and I'd have to hide And that was the, that was this thing where I'd be, I'd be afraid of seeing this guy. And then one time, just a couple years ago, I just decided I was going to come out and introduce myself and he was super nice. And then I never had the dream again. So I can't see my old house.
1: Well, (laughs) I have the same dream. It's very similar that the first house we bought together, my wife and I, we had our first kid there. And when she was like one and a half, two, we moved. And the dream I have always is Kelly and I are back in the house having like a party or having people over and then we're like oh my god the owner's coming back in a half hour we got to get out of here wow we got to get oh, out wow. and it's my most stressful recurring dream i have it a few times a year and kelly's kind of blase about it. like it's all right we can just leave whenever she can and then it's always i'm walking out the door and the car pulls up oh, and i'm no. like oh my god and that's it wow. and like it it destroys me because it's I want to keep my happy memories like that was the house. We scraped every nickel to buy this house and it was small and it was awesome. We had our first baby there and I just loved the idea of the house. And then I have this stupid friggin' dream that make- makes it this stress panic <laughs> thing. And I'm like, come on, man. It, it oh, I see it. dog number two. Oh yeah, oh, here we go. Shelby's coming. <laughs> here comes the Shelby. Boss. Liz, this dog is such a boss. Shell, come here.
0: Oh, look at her in her sweater. Looking sweater. fancy. Oh. Come here. She she's not a big fan of me. She loves all the girls. Oh. The
1: <laughs> she looks but oh, she
0: me. looks happy. Do you love me? You love me? Oh, she her. Look she's at her with me? her sweater. Yeah. yeah. You oh,
1: it, right? she loves you. Do, do, do you love me? You like the girls more, but you know I give you stuff, right?
0: <laughs> right. She's like, he's you the wheat guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? Do, I, do you want me to let you out? All right, I'm just gonna let her out.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that that dog, she definitely is the boss. Whenever I'm over at Jeff's house, she uh, makes me refer to her as Ms. Lyons. So uh, oh, uh, well, she's a uh, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's quite a the title. Boy. Well, look how excited they are. They go out the, know. Out the back. Yeah. And then in a few minutes, they'll just come back. They know. They just they run back and they knock on the door and uh-huh. And they're back. Je- uh, Jeff, by the way, your that <laughs> photo of that was Shelby, I think, last yeah. night where sh- Shelby was definitely partaking in some. some she looked
1: high. Illicit, it's super yeah. high.
2: Yeah, that was a good one, right? really, really the funny. Little, the little
1: photo. tongue hanging out. Yep. Yeah. My one daughter's job. The my Taco sixth-
0: Bell in her lap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Juliet's whole job is to just take photos of the dog, and she's really good at it. She's very. She'll just be on the couch, and she's like, she's like a. Uh, she's very artsy. She's a writer. She just. She's always like writing, and then all of a sudden, like the dog be doing something. She's like picks up her phone. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like the it's- most amazing photo. It's like, Dad, did I show you that uh, when Shelby took Star's seat, that Star wasn't very happy, and here's the photo. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Literally, the main thing I always say to Juliet is, send it to me. Send it to me. Because I want her to send me the photo. Because I could take credit for it.
0: She's like a canine photojournalist.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, my, gen-
0: my phone is basically, I need to get a new phone, but basically it's, it's a phone that, or it's like a dog photo album that makes phone calls. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> all right i got one more chip for you and then we're going to go into a very fantastic segment chip Excellent. i'm just going to say dabney coleman matthew broderick Ali sheedy
2: oh i love all of those people and i have what matthew broderick ally sheedy and dabney Coleman. i literally love all those people i am can you give me a year i'll give you 1983 oh oh was it uh is it wait is that war games
0: would you like to play a game?
1: <laughs> Globo, thermo, nuclear war.
2: <laughs> I have not seen that movie since I was a kid, but holds uh, up. Yeah, it, holds I have up.
0: recently rewatched it. It does hold up. I totally agree.
2: Okay.
1: Ali Sheedy, another great actress of your who just kind of like, you know, maybe took a little break, but she was great in that. And she was yeah. the it girl for a couple of years, right?
0: Yeah. She's, I think she she's a poet hacker. also. Poet? I think she, yeah. It's hard. I wouldn't want to be an actor. I mean, I went to theater school. Well, I started in the theater school at USC. And then I was like, Oh, no, this is not my high school play. This is terrible. <laughs> this is just Oh, and like your classmates are like, they're like Yeah, I had an audition at Paramount today. Uh, like, it's my freshman year of college. I just was gonna do some shows and I'll- that's,
2: and that's that I did the same thing because I was I was in the musicals and everything in high school. Mm-hmm, and just it was a whole other level when I got to college. I was like, oh, this wasn't just going to be fun. This was going to be.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's oh, so speaking of Dabney Coleman, by the way, I just watched because I love to go back and watch old kids movies that I loved when I was a kid. Of course, I just watched the movie a couple of weeks ago. Cloak and Dagger. Do you guys remember Cloak and with, Dagger? With
0: Henry Thomas.
2: Henry Thomas from E.T. Yes. Yes. It is. My brother and I love that movie as kids. Yeah, I, I love it now. I, I, I really enjoy it. It is a horrifying children's movie <laughs> where he's being shot at. People are yeah. being killed left and right. It's it's so violent, so scary. And it was just like, here you go, kids. Enjoy this one. The Wizard of Oz and Cloak and Dagger.
0: Oh my God. My, well, see, my mother, my dad loved, my, I love My dad loves movies. My mother never liked movies. Like she just was, she's like, I don't want to sit for an hour and a half and not do anything. Um, <laughs> like, movie. She was um, a, do-
1: a doctor, is that correct? She was a doctor, yeah. So she's just yeah. like,
0: I, I could be saving lives. What am it's I like- doing? We he have stuff to do. But my um, dad, Coleman. Yeah, but so they, I think half the time they didn't know what we were watching. Because mm-hmm. we definitely watched stuff where I'm like, this is super not age appropriate.
1: Yep. <laughs> was do you, Well, when I grew up and when you had that HBO, you get HBO and you're really excited playing the music and your mom and dad are out having drinks with uh, their uh, relatives and it's just you and DJ. And you're like, come on, come on, come on. The following picture is rated and you're like, come. <laughs> Rated R for partial nudity. You're like, yes, like DJ, like, oh just my God. it doesn't matter what it what it was. We're just like, this is the best movie ever. And I watched so many just weird, like, there was like this weird Rock, rock Hudson very late in his career with like Angie Dickinson. I forget the name of the movie, but I just remember like watching and be like, this is so messed up, so messed up. Oh, there's going to be a little nudity. This is going to be great. <laughs> like, you just yes. sat with it praying yes. for something like that. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah i want to go right to a segment chip that we like to call that's fantastic we can gonna have a little theme music i'm gonna play that right here we go guys this is the period uh i mean the segment of the show where we talk about uh something fantastic our guest actually tells us something fantastic they once did or are currently involved with that brings them a lot of joy liz can you tell us something fantastic
0: i can So you you would ask this question and i was like what a fantastic i was like i don't really have any (laughs) secret skills like um but when i do want to think about something that makes me happy i always think about my college improv troupe Oh, so awesome. I, I went to usc and there's a troupe that was started i believe it was started in the late 80s um and it's still going now like um kyle mooney and beck bennett from snl they were in the troupe years after me um <laughs> but um but when i was there like jason reitman the director was we he we were in the troop together tim dowling who's a screenwriter and a really good friend of mine um my friend Santa moses who's an actress and it was just this like i don't know it was this weird my memories of college aren't like sororities or drunk parties. It's my it's my improv troupe and, and we're still friends. I mean, Tim Dowling walked my mom down the aisle at my wedding and
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Um yeah, and it was just we would do a show every week and um people would just come up to you on campus and be like, Hey, are you in you're in that, that thing that they do on the lawn on Fridays? And you're like, Yeah, it's me. Um,
1: What was the name of your improv troupe?
0: It was called Comedus Interruptus.
1: Nice,
3: nice. Yes.
0: Yes. So it's all oh, more dog action. Yeah, um nice. but it was really uh I don't know, it's just that it's this the best memories, the best the smartest people, the funniest people. And we you know, we're all still friends, we all see each other. I mean, there's still alumni shows. I don't go as much because, you know, they're college kids, so they're like, Hey, hey God, hey alumni, like there's um so the alumni show and like rehearsal is at 1130 on Sunday <laughs> at night. And then the show is like 1130 PM on Tuesday. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not an actual time of day.
3: <laughs> I, can,
0: I cannot, I'm not driving all the way across <laughs> Los Angeles to USC for. and I, I do kind of regret that I haven't gone to more of them because they're, they're good kids. And, and it was this really formative experience. And
3: did
1: you like with improv, you write some stuff you ask the audience for stuff Yeah, right?
0: we were much more. We would we would like once a year we would do a sketch show and write right. sketches. But every week was just straight straight improv where it's games, audience participation. I mean, we would do we would have rehearsals and people would be like, "How do you how do you Yeah, how do
1: stuff? you rehearse for improv?"
0: It's more just practicing it and just getting your group vibe together so that you know that you can trust these people and that you know that you know if you just throw out whatever random suggestion that this person is going to run with it and um it's more like group bonding <laughs> did you we watch
1: weren't... did you watch the mike birbiglia improv I movie did,
0: i did i did i love mike birbiglia um i yeah that movie kind of made me really sad because it, it 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 felt like well there's your improv troupe and then adulthood comes which i think it was supposed to be sort of sad
3: yeah yeah Adulthood totally.
0: comes in and it's like i think we all reached this point somewhere because we did do it for a few years after college, um, Dowling and I had met a couple of the younger people at one of the alumni shows. Like one of them, one of the guys was Rob Kirkovich who's on NCIS New Orleans. And um, we formed our own thing and did like a few shows. But then you reach a point where you're like 26, 27. And you're like, I can't keep begging my friends to come (laughs) to like the Ha Ha Hut in Burbank (laughs) (laughs) at at, like 10 PM on a Wednesday. Chip, you know, can you speak to that? Uh, no,
2: I have no idea what that's like. Uh, yeah. I have throngs of friends and family come out to see me do stand up all the time, and it's uh...
0: well. Yeah, I know there was at one point we were we were, we would do um, at the Ice House in Pasadena. There's like the Ice House Annex, and so we would do a Friday night show. This was after college, and it's just like it's some like office party. No one wants to be there, and they're really mad, and you're like, this <laughs> is just such a hostile environment, and. Then by then they're drunk and yeah. I mean, well, was- and
2: you were so excited too at the fact that you know you, you're you're young. You're, you you want everybody to come see this. And when I, when I just started stand up, it was I wanted everybody to come see me. I was terrible. I was awful. And now 10, 15 years later, when I would love for people to come out, I don't bother people to come out. Obviously not this year, but uh, you, there's those friends and family that saw me when I first started, who I think they still think that that's what I do, and it's it's, it's horrifying. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah no I think that I think that's also what kind of puts to rest the I think you either enjoy the the acting performing getting people out to shows or you're just like no I mean I'm like I made my roommate come to three <laughs> showings of a play that I was in and that was I, I feel like I should re- like retroactively thank her of course <laughs> sorry. right sorry yeah <laughs> I think was-
1: that's when I when I really fell in love with my wife I knew she was awesome was I, I was rooming with my brother and my brother was in a, a rock band, a real heavy like rock band, like Allison in Chains type. And I was living with him. So he always knew when I was there. So he's like, hey, we have a show tonight. You go?" And I'm like, uh, yes, because you know, <laughs> I'm either going to be here or there. And I literally would just be like, Kel, DJ's playing at the uh, wherever. Um, I'm going to go. And she's like, oh, I'll go. Okay. No one has seen... The lamentably named Dead Susan more than me, (laughs) Kelly. That's amazing. It would be Kelly and I.
3: Susan, (laughs) like
1: that's really good. The drummer's brother, and we're at the bar, and it's like four people, and they're the third band to go on, and we that's why we've been to every rock club together big ones small ones he had huge shows like he opened for big bands but like she was with me when it was just like so that is
0: a that is a sign of a good person yes yeah totally right right? one of my really good from my improv group one of my really good friends is a, a musician and there was a lot of my 20s and 30s in los angeles spent going to it's like, oh, okay, it's 10 p.m. at Genghis Cohen on <laughs> Fairfax. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, I'm going to support my friend.
1: Yep. I, I have a improv question. Did you ever get like, it's your mm-hmm. turn to do the improv? Like, were you ever stumped where you just had absolutely nothing? And like, what do you do?
0: Those are the moments that I think are actually kind of the the most exciting ones, because I think the the problem that I would see when we would do auditions for new members, is like people have something planned out in their head and it's better, especially, I mean, this is why you want to rehearse as much as possible. It's like you all know each other and trust each other. And you just, if you go with a random thing that comes into your brain and you trust the other person and they'll pick up on it and go with a random thing that comes into their brain, it really, and you get better at it. I mean, I think every writer should take An improv class because I feel like there's something about it makes you let go of expectations because you you can't control what another person's gonna say and actually what comes if you really get rid of all your not to sound hokey but like preconceived notions it's it can be 10 times better than the thing that you had meticulously planned out in your head nice Um, yeah I think it's just a fun way of like I mean I naturally sort of have sort of a racing brain so it's I mean I think again it's like why I like Twitter it's like it feels we would always go to lunch before the shows and you would like one person would say something and you would just see it going right it was like a stadium wave everyone has to go (laughs) around and like try to top that joke yes that's that that's it's fun again it's like it's like a video game and I think it's it's um it's fun and it's good for writing
1: Chip, that I basically the podcast for me is just a, a minor thing of improv where I just keep trying to throw chip stuff like random stuff <laughs> just to get his reaction like that's the only the real and, reason I do this
2: and and Liz you'll have to listen to every episode of our podcast because then there's just lo- <laughs> blocks of silence where I'm just trying to think of something that's that- why
1: I ask us because sometimes it's like Jeff I have absolutely no response to that and then it's
3: like we both
2: and we just we phones. just sit there yeah we look at our phones yeah I'll, I'll play Tetris for a few minutes. People need a breather when when they're mm-hmm. in a podcast. They don't need words, words, words all yeah. the time. They need yeah. to step back. They need to get a drink of water. They need to do yeah. whatever. You, know, you need to break. give yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And
1: then yeah. we that's when we play our commercials for uh, myundies.com or <laughs> uh, <laughs> mail.com. Yep. like a five minute. Have you, I've been listening to some podcasts and there are literally like six minute commercials that, that oh. these poor people have to read like- I realize podcasts are free. I realize I'm enjoying yep. this for free. But like when you just have like a scholar brother have to read a six minute ad <laughs> literally for I love Mac Weldon underwear. I gotta tell you. I went to the store. I couldn't find underwear. I'm like, why don't I go online? And then I'm fast forwarding, fast forwarding, fast forwarding, moving that little arrow. And then I'm like, yeah. I'm four minutes, I'm four minutes up. He's got to be done talking about it. And then he's like, <laughs> play. And it's just like, and that's why they're the only underwear from, like,
0: son of a bitch. <laughs> I love that was a very, spe- I love their, like the very specific Sklar brother. I saw them once. <laughs> they they did. I think it was at like the Palladium in Hollywood. It was some event, but they did their like classic rock DJ thing. Have you ever heard them do that? Yes,
1: they're, they're so good. I, yeah. They're so good. Like I just don't understand how that symbiotic relationship of them just being able to know when to talk, not to talk. How they mm-hmm. just, they're seamless. I've watched their stand up where, you know, and they joke around. They're just like, uh, we've been hanging out together since we were zero. So
2: yeah, <laughs> it's not that hard i jeff i think you and i have that dynamic though i think we're good enough i
0: sense it right I guess that the Here. mind meld
2: liz if you, if you don't mind indulge us let's do a we'll do a little bit okay uh jeff i heard you had a crazy dinner experience last night
1: actually no, i i um i ate alone in the basement
0: it's going great guys Well, we're
2: working on it. Listen, I mean, yeah. sometimes okay. it's better. Than, than I think the times. premise was good. I think it started out yeah. well. I, th- I think the beginning just were,
0: workshop, it a, little, workshop you know? it a little. Do you have any just notes like, you could give us if <laughs> you could? You know, explore the space. Okay. Just really, <laughs> just get in touch with yourselves. And mm-hmm. yes, um, that's what. Yeah, know I could never be a director. That's always a my my writing partner would be a great director. I would be a terrible director. I'm like,
1: uh, is it that you don't want to affect? Like, are you? You know, like a lot of people. Like, I am.
0: I'm not. Um, I think I'm tough personally. Yeah, but I'm not tough outwardly. (laughs) I'm not. You know, I mean, I think part of you know when when you're a director, you're you're the captain of the ship, and you've got an oh here comes another dog. Oh yeah, it's Um, it's, it's
1: (laughs) an unending parade,
0: endless cycle. Yes, (laughs) like one of those like like wind up music boxes where the people go in and out of the doors. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs. (laughs) Yeah.
2: He, um, he lives inside a German clock. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's, it's a giant, it's a tower. He lives in a bell tower, actually. And uh, it's it's going to get loud. It's almost 3.30. Yes. Liz, I know yeah,
1: you like to loud. write write movies about houses. So if you'd like to write a movie about my Glockenspiel house.
2: Uh,
0: Glockenspiel <laughs> house. Feel free. Is that a German clock, a Glockenspiel? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it's an instrument. Actually, it's an instrument. It's the thing, it's like ding, 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 bong bong. Oh,
2: okay. Like, like a xylophone, I
1: think, right? It's Isn't like a, yeah, it's of, like a, Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of Glockenhaus. a Glockenhaus. That's... That's something I just made up.
0: I mean, we'll it's accept. It. We'll accept it. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know why I was thinking about it. And I, we touched on it earlier. And thinking about happy, good nostalgia things, your favorite teen, preteen kid hangout, Liz? Like, I think Chip mentioned before, like a video store. Like, mm-hmm. where were you happiest when you think back of being a kid of just hanging out with your friends? Like, what was the.
0: I mean, the video store, definitely for sure. Um, theater in in high school that was okay. I was a big I did I was the lead in a bunch of the plays and that was always and I went to a really small school so there was just this really small black box theater but that was like I was like that was our church um <laughs> and um, but also like I grew up near a lake I mean Seattle is there's Lake Washington so anything anytime I'm near wa- water that's a happy memory I mean we we grew up sailing and
2: oh, nice. doing all
0: of that yeah like little you know, just like little lasers and small boats. And you, you you get out on the lake and you learn how to capsize your boat and write it again. And, and I don't know, there's something about being on the water that is very-
1: Do you happy. go to any like touchstone moments of your youth <laughs> when you are writing? Like, is it, and you're just like, oh, I had the best time doing, like you said, capsizing a boat on the lake. Is that mm-hmm. always in your like cache of like things I'd like to put in a movie? Cause I know that situation so well
0: yeah i mean i think you know you 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 never know where i mean one of the things in love guaranteed was um we were talking to rachel one day and she was telling us this story about her childhood and how she had gone to see the fugitive and she had to leave and go wait in the lobby because she was so upset by the movie so she's never seen the end of the fugitive and we were like wait you've never seen the end of the fugitive (laughs) so we actually put that in the movie because we were like that's just like a really funny story i'm like no no it gets better like he's he's exonerated. It's, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Richard Kimball is fine. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have a wife, but it's like, he's like, he's okay. So um, those are, I mean, I don't know, finding little details from real life is is always something that um, I think is, is fun with writing.
1: Yeah. I, I would just imagine like, I would always be like too eager to put like two of my favorite childhood things in a movie. And I would just kludge them in, you know, it'd be like, Jeff, there, there was, there was not an Alpine slide theme park anywhere near this story. I don't know why this scene cuts to that. I'm like, because when I was 12, let me tell you, i like, Oh God.
0: That's the hard, that's, that is the hardest part. I think where it's, it's um, learning when to sacrifice something that you think you always thought would be amazing. Oh. And then yeah but then you just learn to let it go you just really oh, well bye you,
3: like
1: you've been doing it for so long like you don't get married to something you're just
0: yeah i mean you and you learn you learn when and how to fight for things and how to do it gracefully i mean there's nothing worse i mean i've been in the meetings where the writer just sits there with their arms crossed and they're nah, i'm not well whatever like my friends liked this and <laughs> and people have said that who are making who at the time were uh. making a lot of money um and you're like well your friends aren't paying for this so oh, um wow. <laughs> but you, yeah you learn there is a there is a certain dance of learning how to be graceful but also persistent and 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 i mean hillary and i are both people that are not afraid to speak our minds but mm-hmm. we've we've learned how to do it with some grace because you're going to keep working with these people for another few months and you don't want to be too defensive
1: so you so don't burn bridges in your industry is that the uh... Uh,
0: it, you've never seen it work out well <laughs>
1: is it fun for you when you're in a writer's room and you're like guys step back it's time for the joke of the day is that yes. kind of how you present your stuff
2: i do i do i physically push people out of the way i move <laughs> them and i beat my chest and i just say <laughs> and i pounce on it it's no it is and, and i'm on a much smaller level and it's usually a lot of like a lot of clip shows i've worked on and that type of thing so it's very quick jokes and and not a high profile thing by any stretch but it, you do you definitely learn to. Uh, like I'm just, anytime I'm doing one of those, I'm just happy to be getting a paycheck for writing dumb things. So I'm just like, I just feel like I'm part of the assembly line To It's like, I want to write my best stuff and then take whatever you want and leave whatever you want. And I, I'm just, I'm happy with that, but it's,
0: yeah, I I do always, I mean, I, yeah, I've never gotten over the feeling grateful for a job. I mm -hmm. feel, um, and we've been really lucky that we've, we've, we've mostly worked with really, really good people. I mean, we somehow left out and got into this department at netflix which is just really good people smart people nice people i mean they they sent me the gift basket after my mom died like they're just really like yeah they're just delightful people and really smart and they just want to make movies
1: do they like i know they're more forthcoming now about like they have the top 10 of netflix that shows you the top 10 movies people have watched but for years like the audience the end user wouldn't know how good a movie would do there was no box office saying hey adam sandler has whatever picture deal with netflix and his new movie came out and you're like well is it like a hundred two hundred million dollar success movie or is it one of his clunkers you wouldn't know but because you're part of like you know the the back end of the movie do you guys get to know like if your movie's doing well
0: um still a a shroud of mystery but i mean you know one thing that uh last year they released uh like the top 10 lists and like like falling in love was on the top 10 most watched international like david hasselhoff we are big in germany
2: hell yeah (laughs) that's great yes
1: Yes. so you so you do have an idea okay because i can only judge a movie if i know if people deemed it good or bad i I don't trust my own judgment (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i need to go to rotten tomatoes before i see a movie and i'm like um, oh i can like this movie all right that I'm go is, yeah them.
0: i have to say like i i never read the reviews i've i've read one or two here and there but i so one of the plays that i did with people from my improv trip in college was i was in my late 20s and um we, like begged and begged and begged the la weekly to come review us and the guy like it was to the point where like the guy would answer the phone and, and be like hi Nick No, (laughs) so he finally came and it was like the most grim review and the last line was no one in the cast is funny
2: oh no okay by
0: the way the play was written by the guy that went on to create the odd squad and um, like you know they're like no one
1: in the cast is funny yeah
0: and so once I saw that I was like I've seen I've seen the worst and I lived And after this, I, yeah, I don't read them because no one likes everything. I mean, there are people, I don't like the sound of music and that's a beloved treasure. So
1: (laughs) the one thing, you know, I'm an, I'm an older gentleman. I'm 72 years young now. (laughs) The thing that I've learned that has helped me a lot through life. And I, boy, I, I realized I didn't know this up until a few years ago. All you have to say is it's not for me. Yes. If if you're watching something that people love and are embracing and you're gonna be like, How did you enjoy that? Then you just go, you know what? It's for them. It's not for me.
0: Not for me. Yes. And I and, and the same with Twitter and with jokes, because there's always somebody who comes in and who's like, actually, like my and I'm like, Oh, it's just it's a joke.
3: Yeah. Like I
0: wrote a, I wrote a stupid joke that is a joke that I've written like 10 times before because I've slowly learned, I'm like, you can kind of recycle things on Twitter and oh, yeah. like, easily. And people took it really seriously. Like, like this, this is parental neglect. This, I'm like, <laughs> it's a joke about a donut. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> they get very, like, people get really specifically offended about the most anodyne, totally inoffensive, you know, one sentence.
2: I, I did that. I had a guy follow me because of a, I had a tweet that, you know, got a bunch of retweets a couple of weeks ago. And it, it this gentleman started following me and then a week later i tweeted something else that he really didn't like and said i'm enough of this b- bs i'm, un, like, I'm out of here and then and unfollows me it's like okay okay you're allowed to do that that's that's yeah. fine that wasn't i wasn't specifically directing this t- to you sir and yeah. uh, i apologize <laughs> uh this is just my own personal i i had i heard somebody i was reading an article it was somewhere uh, it was an asian country i can't f- remember what it was but apparently the, the the one way that they say and i could be getting this wrong but instead of saying they don't like if they're eating something if they don't if they don't like a certain food instead of saying i don't like this they the the way it comes out is they say i don't i don't know how to taste this i think it is they say yeah. and it's like that's the perfect just going back to what you said yeah. Jeff like yeah, yeah this isn't <laughs> for me i um billions of dollars have been made off of superhero movies and i just It's, it's not for, it's not for me. Like I don't, and and I've seen some and they're great, but it's just like not my thing, but people obviously millions and millions of people love them. And it's, it's just not.
0: And not, yeah, not everything's going to speak to everyone and not everyone's going to like the same thing.
1: Except for the three of us and our tweets, I think generally beloved, embraced by all. Yep. And if you do have a problem with it, we're going to cancel us for any reason, whether it's neg- a <laughs> neglectful parent donut tweet chip. Your thing was about you just don't
2: like Italian people, anything right.
1: like that. Of it's course. just you're wrong. It's
2: not us. Yes, it's, it, that's that's exactly right, Jeff. Yeah, yes,
0: it, it is this weird minefield. And people always ask me, they're like, why do you tweet about politics? Because I'm like. Because people <laughs> people terrify me. Yeah. The in people on the internet terrify me and I don't want to engage with them. <laughs> yeah. And like you
1: anger the the wrong person. And it's like I tried to reverse like what if I was mad at Jeff Lyons? Could I find out where he lives online? Oh God, yes. Oh, oh no.
0: Right? Like oh, you're- you know, yeah. and I know people who've like had there's a lot of weirdos out there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. No, it's,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to end on a down note. We're coming close to the end. Chip, I'm going to rip off quickly something. Chip had a comedy show with his friends, uh, other comedians the other night. It was so funny, so great. I believe I'm ripping this off from you. Okay. But it's it's simply- all on,
2: on Zoom, by the way. We, we, all, did, it, okay. we did it safely, yes.
1: yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. they weren't
2: in a room together, yes. all oh. Zoom-based.
1: Yeah, I believe you said if you were part of a, a heist crew, right? Yes. If you were part of a heist crew, yep. Liz, which member would you be? Right, you're going to rob a, you're going to rob these jewels from a jeweler who mm-hmm. we have we we've totally scoped out the place, and we know at a certain time there's an optimal time that we could steal these jewels. Which team member are you?
0: I, I I do love costumes, so I would love to be the person who goes in in disguise.
1: Oh, nice. But yeah. I
0: think if we're just being honest, I'm the person who's in the van crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is all going to fall apart. And I had a dream about it last night and I feel really uncomfortable and I should have probably gone <laughs> to grad school. I don't know why I'm robbing a jewelry store.
3: There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah He's always, that's, that's
1: that's always the good one in the movie. The one you can be like, <laughs> I, I really like some people are like, I can totally like empathize with the driver, man, because I could totally just see myself like getting behind a wheel, getting the hell out of there. Or I, I'm the locksmith. Like I have a brain, like I could mm-hmm. totally, that's me. I could break that lock. And, and Liz is just like, I could just see myself crying.
0: I just crying in the bit. This is a horrible <laughs> idea. My parents are gonna be furious. Like what am I gonna do in jail? Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a strong person right, with like conflict. Like this is just going to go so badly. I don't know how to negotiate for cigarettes. I don't even smoke. Like...
2: Chip, what about you? What, what was your? Uh... Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be that person that would try to talk us out of it. First of all, yeah, uh, <laughs> I would be like, let's all get our real estate license instead, and you then, just do like
0: a garage sale or something. Yeah, like we could. Yeah, yeah. maybe
2: do a GoFundMe. Go I think f- that's <laughs> a thing now. Let's do a GoFundMe, guys. Or, or, or like, I think I could be the guy who would like distract the security guard by like just giving him inane facts about the movie Jaws that I go well did you know that uh you know they actually shot the movie and then like he'd be like yeah 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 and then everybody could sneak in Jaws everybody's you know.
1: doing this behind yeah. you yes yes <laughs> oh uh, well wow this this well wow. hour 37 minutes flew by well that was yeah. the, that was the cold open so let's jump yeah, into so the actual show
2: hit- now we're gonna hit record. <laughs> everyone let's has started.
0: everyone yeah. has their scripts. Do, ready to go? If we could yep. get
2: ready.
0: We, nice. Me, 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 me.
2: Red, <laughs> Red leather, yellow <laughs> leather. Red leather, yellow leather.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Liz, what what do we have to look forward to uh, for you, the Elizabeth Hackett movie machine? What what's coming up? What are we gonna?
0: I mean, we have a few things we're working on. We're we're they're they're confidential right now, but um, we're excited about them. And you can, t-
2: you can tell us uh, nobody yeah. listens to this podcast. <laughs> so we,
0: there's the is Chips,
1: Chips Aunt and my wife are, are two <laughs> listeners. Yep.
0: We have we have some stuff we're excited about um, down down the road, but yeah. um, we will we will give everyone a heads up when that is on the horizon and the never ending churning out of new ideas that you're hoping will stick
1: and people can pick up the book. Uh, la affairs book true stories of nightmare dates happily ever after which your story is featured in oh, and you. i highly recommend that that was a lovely story not only because of falling in love but the you know the, the complicated dog which you yeah know, we, we've all had yeah. he was a good dog chance
0: <clears throat> chance
1: yes oh. yeah are you like me i mean we talked about dog twitter before but it's like i could tell like there are people i haven't seen on twitter in a while i'm like i remember his dog name
0: i remember winslow i'm like i (laughs)
1: yeah you just you just remember
0: well and i think that's what i that's what i like about twitter is it feels like i mean when you when you when you kind of just phase out you know put it all through a sieve and get rid of the crazies and the noise and the nut jobs it's like you kind of feel like you're watching one person's like Mm -hmm. like i feel like i've spent like eight years watching like the jeff lyons show or like (laughs) the kendra alvey show or you know the like shauna show i mean and people that i know and you know kendra and i are friends in real life i mean i haven't seen her in a while because of the pandemic but like it's it's you i like dropping in on these just these little sort of like i don't know you know prairie home companion radio shows of of, that's not the the right thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: no it is (laughs) it kind of is i mean if if you envision it just as like yeah little slices of life and you Mm -hmm. know like when Liz walks her dog in their neighborhood, she might come upon one of your weird hippie neighbors that you used to like tweet about. And oh, yeah, I would like get that. excited for that. <laughs> I'd be just be like, oh, yes, it's a weird neighbor tweet. Like, you know, like it's, people have this specific. I
0: more. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, we live where we live is 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 one of the canyons. And yeah. So stuff like, you know, like one day we were out in the driveway and a car screeched up and a guy was like, hey, is that <laughs> like a dead man's needle tree? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, can I have it? I like, um, yeah, he's like it's for a project. It's like, okay. And then like ten minutes later, he comes back with a shovel and like digs up the dead Manzanita tree and like, takes it away. And like, bye, weird neighbor. Make 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 good art. Yeah, there was one time one time on next door, somebody found a dead owl. I'll find the post. They found a dead <laughs> owl by the side of the road, and then they called animal control, and then they came back, and the owl was gone, and they were like. Listen, I just, you know, like I I wish I I wish somebody hadn't taken it, but like I will respect your decision, like if you're using it for some like repurposing for like a useful project or like an art project or something. Like it was a dead owl. (laughs) Like Like a coyote got it. It's it's fine.
1: Is the coyote repurposing it for an art
0: project? For lunch, yes.
2: (laughs) Or you just see like a Toyota Camry driving down with like the back tires now just an owl. Like they just need that. Like, oh, well, at least, okay. He's got to get to work.
0: (laughs) Just rotating, just feathers and beaks. Owls are terrifying though. I did have one turn around in a tree and stare at me and I was like, oh my God, that thing will eat my face off. Yep.
1: Never, uh, never turn your back on an no. I w- w-
2: one of my favorite moments is the first time I saw a coyote and I'm, they're all over where, and that you know, back, you know, in Philadelphia, we have no coyotes. Oh. And I, I, I heard, I was going to see these coyotes out there and I was so excited. And the first time I ever saw one, and you hear these stories about like, oh, it's my spirit animal. Like I saw this mm-hmm. majestic coyote on a bluff or whatever, an eagle. And uh, the first time it was during uh, one of the fires, uh, like it was like a year and a half ago, when the Malibu fires, oh, and yeah. the and, and it was in Griffith Park, and the 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 you know the animals come out of you know could with the forest mm-hmm. on fire they come like, out Fuck! into the neighborhoods. So we have to get. <laughs> yeah. And I was walking to my office, I was walking to work, and this just I just saw a coyote across the street. It broad daylight, like you know, 9 a.m. And he's just nervously walking down the sidewalk trying to avoid eye contact with people. And I was like, That's yeah. my spirit animal. There it is. Aww. That is that Chip is my was an animal right just there. trying <laughs> just trying not to get noticed. And uh, yes.
1: My uh my like you said, it's it's your Twitter friends and your idea. Chip in your neighborhood, when you used to walk, Chip lives in, in the Italian market area of Philadelphia, and it's become like hoagie droppings where where Stanley's food you would walk in yes. and you would always talk about whether you got like hoagie droppings or not. Like hoagie hoagie droppings is part of our vernacular here in the suburbs now of Philadelphia, thanks to Chip.
2: Yes. Yeah, because we he we would walk the Italian market every night at, at like nine or ten. And it was his job to pick up all of the little morsels of the crumbs along the <laughs> sidewalk and a lot of hoagie droppings that that he got, and the, the the place was a cleaner place due to, to stand.
3: Oh,
1: Chip, wasn't Hoagie Droppings the name of your ninth comedy album that came out two years ago?
0: Uh yes, that was my ninth comedy
2: album. I did it. Yes, it was a uh, it was massive success. Ho- hoagie mm-hmm. droppings.
0: I have awesome. it. I have. I have a copy. Thank there you. you. Know. Thank I, I appreciate you. you. First, Great first thing that.
2: And by, by the way, speaking of that, the, you know, it's like you can be successful and I, obviously you've had a lot of success. And uh, w- whether it's like me getting booked on a, a job or, 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 you know, getting a show or having a really good show, there's nothing that beats that adrenaline rush for me of like that weird kind of Twitter person who has like 10,000 followers or whatever that like that likes one of my tweets or retweets it like there that rush of just that it beats any other career highlight. I think it's just that weird thing in my head of like, oh, that, that person liked my t- weird tweet about whatever it is. And it's, sometimes I, I think I chase that dragon too much of like, I just love <laughs> when those cool, that cool little world of people mm-hmm. that you know, are like, oh, that guy retweeted me. And it's just, it's yeah. such a, a rush.
1: And then, the- and then you follow that person and then three tweets later, that person you're like, God, that guy's a scary son of a bitch. and <laughs> just like mute. Yeah,
0: There are some scary people.
1: Well, Liz Hackett, Liz Elizabeth Hackett, not Beth Hackett. We definitely, definitely established you're yeah. not a Beth. Yeah. Betsy Hackett, thank you so much for <laughs> having yes. it coming. Thank you, Paul. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Chan. Yes. Jo- Joffrey. Thank Paul you the for the third. Yes, you pa- oh yeah, Paul the third. Chip Chipdefer, I
3: believe. Also, yes, is Jeffers. W
0: Jefferson and Chiptofer. Yep. Yes,
1: I yep. do like when Liz calls me Jefferson Wiggs. Every time, <laughs> every time I read that, it makes me laugh so bad. Jefferson <laughs> Wiggs.
0: Jefferson <laughs> Wiggs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That will be my uh, when I become famous and I check into hotels. You'll be like, oh, no, I'm sorry. We do have a Jefferson Wigs here. Is that yeah. who you're looking for?
0: <laughs> and then you just lean in and you wink. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Liz. Thank you,
0: Chip. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you,
2: Liz, so much for coming on. Um, yeah. Course, and uh,
1: we will see each other on the internets. And until then, um, have a safe and happy winter.
0: You too. All yeah. right. Thanks, see Liz. You thank you so All much. Right. Talk gonna... to you later. Bye-bye.
2: B-bye.